Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. Now, Roman Gabriel III. Oh, welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk for another week, talking high-impact faith, family, and sports right here on American Family Radio. And uh, coming in a little bit, uh, Detroit Lions tight end Kari Lee will join us. Uh, we caught up with him as, uh, man, the football season draws closer. But uh, guy coming in with us now, uh, somebody I've spent some time with in the past at Super Bowls, man. This guy, this guy's a two-time Super Bowl winner, uh, Super Bowl 25 with the New York Giants. And, of course, one of the great Super Bowl teams, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, Super Bowl 35. Uh, this guy can kick the ball. I'll tell you what, he is amazing. And uh, just retired in 2011 and uh, is an entre- entrepreneur. He's got so much stuff going on, so I'm excited to have him on Sold Out Sports Talk. Been a while. Matt Stover. Matt, how are you? Hey, Roman. Thanks for having me on. And uh, It's a privilege, and I appreciated your career as well. Well, I tell you what, Matt, uh, you know, one of the great things uh, about my job is is I get an opportunity not to critique the way guys play, but to give an opportunity for guys to tell their stories. And you have certainly told your story to our Face Sports Programming Network, FSPN, over the years as, as you've been so gracious with your time at Super Bowls. And I guess for, uh, you know, for people out there that never get a chance to know what Super Bowl week's all about, you know, there's so many people think that Super Bowl is all about Super Bowl Sunday, but... Um, as, as a Christian athlete, as a guy who has excelled in the NFL, um, you had an opportunity on a, on a maybe the biggest platform, of course, in sports, but maybe in all the world, to um, share your story to the world. So we've always been uh, excited when you come on with us. Well, thanks, Roman. Yeah, and that's what it was about. I mean, yes, I was able to kick a football, and uh, I knew that uh, I had a great talent that was given to me by uh, the Lord, but uh, me was not the think that it was me out there doing doing the work it was lord working through me and that perspective really allowed me to perform at a level that uh, i never dreamed of and you know being in the top 10 point scorers in the nfl and playing 20 years and being gone to a couple super bowls lost the super bowl my last game when i was with peyton manning and the indianapolis colts and super bowl 44 but uh i had an opportunity to pinch hit for adam benetary when he went down and kick the team all the way down into the Super Bowl. So um, those type of things, when I look back at my career, um, I just saw the amazing hand of God on it. And then from there, I uh, knew where my identity was so that when my transition out of the league happened, which for every NFL athlete, every pro athlete, that will there will be a day of transition. So uh, it allowed that transition to come uh, much simpler for me. You know, 19 years in the NFL. I don't. I don't care when you played. That's absolutely amazing. And in in, ter- in terms of a, a sport where the average career is about 2.9 years, and uh, a lot of guys, you know, never sniff the Super Bowl or never get an opportunity to go to a playoff game. So, not only was your career filled with success in terms of your position, but you were on some great teams. We were, and everybody understood their role on those teams. There was no selfishness. Uh, you know, you had some selfish players, but they got on board with the rest of us and understood that as as a teammate, you didn't want to be that guy that didn't uh, do his job. And so you look back at Super Bowl 35 uh, when Trent Dilfer was our, our starting quarterback, but not at the beginning of the year. We had another quarterback who continued to try to force the ball where it shouldn't go and ended up 
putting the team in a vulnerable position because we had a defense that wouldn't let the other team score. So all we had to do is put up three at a time. And I'm put in a position as a kicker to basically go in there and win games 12 to nothing, 15 to nothing, and 9 to 6. And, <laughs> you know, uh, you got a defense telling your offense all you got to do is get us 10 points and we'll beat them because they can't score twice on us. Um, and we understood that as a team, and, and it was a privilege to be a part of that type of environment. Even though it didn't come uh, often, you know, in, in, in the 20 years, uh, to be able to experience that and see how it worked was, was awesome. Matt Stover's with us, former Baltimore Raven, and uh, started out with the New York Giants, and when he retired, he was one of the original Cleveland Browns before they moved to Baltimore, the last one. And, uh, Matt, you know, one of the things I've always wanted to ask you guys as kickers, and, of course, uh, 18 game winners that you've had, you you were a winner of the Golden Toe Award. What is the Golden Toe Award, man? <laughs> Lou Groves has set the standard back in the day as one of an excellent kicker, and and I actually knew Lou when I was at Cleveland Brown because uh, that's where he stayed after his career when he was playing. He was a Hall of Fame tackle. He wasn't even a Hall of Fame kicker. But uh, he, was, he was known as the, the, an excellent kicker. And so it is the best kicker for, uh, in the NFL for that year. Uh, and uh, that was a, an award that was given to me. And then, of course, that year in 2000, I was the Pro Bowler. For the AFC and the All-Pro for the, for the league. So okay, so is the trophy... I was an alternate Pro Bowler six different times, but <laughs> there was always that one guy that had a little bit better season than I did. Okay, so do you, did your kids ever ask you, Dad, where's the golden toe, toe trophy? Or where, is it a golden toe or a golden oh, no, foot it's or a right, golden it's shoe? It's right up here in my office. It's a big one. <laughs> is it a foot, a shoe, or what is it? It is a, a shoe from that I had that year that was bronze. Oh wow! And uh, they bronzed it and made a huge trophy out of it. It's probably two and a half feet tall, and it's got a guy kicking a couple little trophy guys around kicking it, and uh, and then my shoes uh, uh, mounted on the top of it. It's really cool. So when your mom comes over, do you still put your golden baby shoes out, or does she is she good with the golden toe trophy? Did represent? Oh, she was good with the golden toe. <laughs> she, she, she said, I knew you would end up being something, Matt, and I never thought it would be kicking footballs, though. <laughs> Matt Stover is with us, former Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl champion on American Family Radio. And, uh, you know, Matt, I, I, when I look at your college career, you're a Louisiana Tech University guy, but i tell you what I'm more interested in. How in the world has a guy like you become the vice president of Delta Kappa Epsilon Alpha Omega chapter at, in college? What was that like, man? <laughs> Oh, I just had a bunch of good friends. Uh, you know, uh, being a being a kicker on on, on a college team, uh, socially I was not accepted as well. <laughs> no, so, kick, kickers I, are always accepted as long as they make them, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so I had a couple friends on the team, but I had quite a few friends outside of the team, and uh, that led me to a great organization, uh, Delta Cap Epsilon or Deke. And uh, I still have some true friends from that uh, uh, time that I had, that four years I had there at Louisiana Tech. And I served those guys. And that was the start of what I knew was something I loved to do, and that was to serve others. Because not only did I serve there for my uh, college friends, I also served 16 years of my 20 as a player rep for my, uh, for my NFL team. So uh, it, was, it was something I enjoyed doing. I had the time and opportunity and the, and the passion to lead. Uh, even though it wasn't on the field so much, you know, verbally, it was with action on the field. But outside, it was definitely 
verbally and that guys trusted me. And I think if you ask me what the greatest trait that I, the legacy that I led left back behind was the fact that my players trusted me on and off the field. And that to me was uh, just an awesome uh, way to transition out is to know that that's how they thought of you. And Matt, you got a degree in marketing and that kind of comes in handy back to where we are today because it sounds like, you know, a lot of guys that I talked to post-career and, and it hasn't been that long for you, 2011, uh, a lot of guys struggle with, with that transition because they they have this great career or they have a good enough career where everything's kind of hung on what they did years past. Uh, but it sounds like that you were in preparation for, you know, being an entre- entrepreneur and, and you've got your hands on a lot of things now and it sounds, it sounds like the transition for you might have been a little easier than maybe some of the other guys. Well, there's a few things that I can suggest to anybody, uh, including anybody in the professional world, um, is that your transition out is coming, period. It will be there one day, whether you're 59 or you know, 29 in the NFL. Um, so what I chose to do is when my, after my first year in the NFL, I knew that my day – the play may be over already. So every year I chose to transition out of the NFL. That meant that my mind went into, okay, where am I financially? Where am I uh, spiritually? Where am I with my family? Uh, where do I want to live? Uh, those type of things I assess every single year. So therefore, if I made the team the following year, I knew where I stood. If I didn't, then I knew how to react and it wouldn't be a, uh, an emotional blow as much. I think what happens is guys think that they're going to stay in longer than they do, and all of a sudden it's over and there's no calls back from any NFL team, and it just blindsides them, and they continue to live at a high burn rate on their cash, and they find themselves you know, 18 months out of the NFL and still can't play and not understanding that their career is over and that they need to transition away. Um, and that has a lot to do with the fact that we've been playing football, most of us, since we were in first grade. and and we had the ability to be an elite player all of our lives. And um, we went to college, but did we really, you know, assert ourselves? And that's where I understood the marketing degree for me was going to be important because first five years outside of my NFL, uh, during my NFL career, um, first five years in, I was an intern for ING, uh, International Management Group, uh, in Cleveland. And I knew that I needed to have a network of people that I could lean on that if I do, did need to transition out, I had somewhere to go to get a job or at least somebody that could point me in the right direction. I had my degree in marketing, and then um, I ended up uh, uh, not needing that because I continued to play, but I had options. Matt Stover's with us, uh, two-time Super Bowl champion. And, uh, you know, this is a little-known fact, but his appearance with the Colts in Super Bowl uh, 44 at age 42 made him the oldest player in Super Bowl history. So has anybody broke that yet, or are you good on that? No, I'm still the guy. <laughs> wow. That you know that record could stand, buddy. I mean, unless unless Tom Brady gets back to another one, he, he says he's going to play till he's about that. So who knows, right? Well, he could, you know, and that's true. I was 42 in seven days. I beat Jeff Siegel, who was like 41 in so many days, and I got him, but, uh, you know, he was a punter. I was a kicker. Uh, Tom Brady sure does have the longevity it sure does look like. But, uh, you know, and, and that just shows you that, um, uh, you know, when I played for the Colts, uh, they trusted me as well. They knew my reputation, and I went in there and kicked well for them. Uh, they tried to bring Adam Vinatieri back that year, but uh, they felt like I was uh, just in better mental and emotional shape and physical shape to be able to produce. They chose to go with me for the rest of the playoffs. 
Okay, now I ask this to guys all the time. Matt Stover with us, Baltimore Ravens, former kicker and now entrepreneur, family guy. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, you know, you played uh, with Bill Belichick, uh, Browns, Giants, of course, great, you know, considered to be one of the greatest coaches, if not the greatest in this era, uh, you know, right now with the New England Patriots. I always ask Patriots guys because the, the, the persona – uh, is that you know he's boring that that you know he's like he is in a news conference he's not fun to play for, but I know you have probably at least one good story about Bill Belichick you can tell us right. Oh, uh, you know I owe my career to Bill. Um, he asked Sean Landetta in 1991 uh, who the best young kicker was out there because Sean knew all the kickers and their stats and he very much said that I was and then I was signed basically the next day. Belichick is a loyal guy. If you're one of his guys. Um, he's going to give you the opportunity uh, to grow, and he did that for a couple of years with me. Didn't come without some uh, hardship. I mean, he he taught he I, he made sure I had grit, and um, he he challenged me like none other. And and a lot of my teammates will tell you that. But I survived, and because of him sticking with me and and uh, allowing me to grow, uh, you know, my career in 1993 after a couple of years kicking in Cleveland. It very much took off, and um, I really say that he was a huge piece of of allowing me to have that grit early, and uh, it just produced uh, what was necessary in order to have longevity in the NFL. So, and on top of that, he just requires a high standard. He produces a high standard. He allow he puts players in the right position to be successful, um, and as you see, it's, it's a proven model. You know, one of the things I was going to say about him, Matt, that's interesting when you talk to his current and former players is, you know, he gets a lot of criticism for, you know, putting constraint on guys and that players normally that play for the Patriots aren't a real exciting interview. They don't, they don't really let out anything. You don't really find out much. They're pretty much across the line business. And um, you know, a lot of people criticize him for that. But it, it, is that really a big part of his success, what you said earlier about getting everybody on the same page no matter what their personalities are and where there is some strict rules on the team that keep guys out of trouble in the press, right? I think it's incredible what he did with Randy Moss. And Randy got in there and just kept his mouth shut and did his job, didn't he? Mm. Great, you know, great, and, exa- great and, example. I mean, the guy was not that type of player, but he got it, and he understood why. And, and so Belichick's in there. He's just not saying, be quiet and shut your mouth. He's giving you the reason why. And he's explaining it to you in a, in a way that you can understand it and get it. Therefore, it's not about you. It's about this team. And the sooner you get that, the sooner you understand that, the better this team will be as a whole and the better you will be. Because if the team has success, you have success. And I've always tried to share that with my players. Hey, you want to play at the highest level you possibly can, yes, to secure your job, but also to secure the coach's job. Because if the coaches get fired, more than 25% of the team will turn over that in that next given year. It turns out to be about 40% of the team is turned over. So you better just, you know, understand the spy into this team thing because the opportunities to win are very, very slim and get on, get on board. And that's what he does a great job of. Matt is, is, uh, always a lot of fun to be around you. And, uh, I, I wanted people to get an idea of your past and, and how you got to where you are today. Cause you're one of the strong, not only players of the past, but great Christian guys in the NFL and continuing to impact people today. So, uh, about 30 seconds, how do people find you and how do people get hold of you if they want to follow you and, and, and see what's up with you? 
Well, I'll tell you, I, I've been running the Players Philanthropy Fund. It's ppf.org, and I um, assist professional athletes with their foundational efforts, all their charitable giving efforts. And uh, uh, I, I do all the back office for them, and I assist them in, in all their charitable efforts to make sure that they do a great job of it. So ppf.org. PPF.org, and especially if you're a current player or former player and you want some help because every player just about out there has a foundation. So Matt Stover, former Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl champion. Matt, appreciate you coming in. God bless you, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you very soon. Thanks, Roman. Thanks for having me on your show. When we come back, Kari Lee, Detroit Lions, will join us right here on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Sports Talk. Kari Lee is with us, Detroit Lions tight end, three years in the league, and um, we've had a great week this week. And uh, Kari, first of all, congratulations on the Lions this year. I know you guys wanted to go farther, but you're certainly making progress. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Tell me about uh, Jim Caldwell. We were talking about that earlier. You got you got a coach who is not only an excellent football coach and a world champion, but a guy that uh, definitely cares about his players. What's that like playing for that playing for Jim? I mean, it, it, it's good. You get to go out there and, and leave it all on the line for a coach. You know, he cares about you on the field and off the field. And, you know, he want, he has your best interest in mind as a player and as a man. All right, you got a quarterback that can throw it. He can spin it, man. Tell me about that experience just because you guys throw it around, man. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's good, man. Matt's good. He does a, a good job of managing the game and picking the receivers that he wants to get the ball in their hands first given at any given matchup um so yeah that's really good and this year he really took uh, it sounds like a leap forward as you know he's become a captain he's uh, uh, what i hear is he's a a wonderful leader and and really become the quarterback that for you know your your organization that's going to take you take you somewhere yeah yeah definitely adding some pieces around him he's definitely a centerpiece you know quarterback is so important um and the way football is played nowadays, like you have to have a quarterback, and if you don't, um, you have to have a stellar defense, but you pretty much got to have one or the other. Kari Lee's with us, uh, Detroit Lions. Um, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I gotta give you the best dressed award today. You're, you're like, you're, you're like dressing. You, you got it going on. Thank you, appreciate. I'm telling it, you, man. we got these guys coming in sweatsuits and all yeah. this kind of stuff. You're not you, not yeah. you, looking good. Now so, me, uh, I've got the nice slacks going with the Converse. Yeah, the old school going. Well, you, you've been here a long time, so <laughs> I'm sure you needed something comfortable to wear around. <laughs> so tell me about uh, your college experience. You went to a small college, yeah. Bowie State. So t- tell me about the small college experience. What that was like for you? Um, it was very tight knit. Um, our team was was really close. Obviously, we had um, maybe 50, 60 players. Definitely not a hundred some players like a lot of the big schools. Um, we didn't have a, these big stadiums um, with a lot of noise. It, it was nice though. It was nice, a, a nice family vibe to it. You know, everybody that you know, fans think, well, how does a guy in a small college, you know? take that step next step to the pros competition wise what would be your answer to that to someone who says that to you um i think it's all about want to really it's it's you making up your mind and envisioning what you want to be where you want to be and then all it is is hard work and getting there um 
I think it's so many guys who get lost in a shuffle. Like you'll see it, undrafted guys, yeah. small school guys, guys that have to go um, Canadian and come out, or guys that'll play overseas and come back. Um, I just think it's so it's so many guys that get lost in a shuffle that aren't five stars or four stars or three stars that can still play the game. You got to figure you're only 18 years old when you're coming out and you still have three, four years to develop. So, I mean, the ceiling for guys, you, you really don't know. So the first time you step on the field with the Detroit Lions, you know, OTA training camp, uh, what would you say was, was the biggest adjustment for you coming from college? Um, well, I actually went undrafted out of Houston. So okay. coming from college, um, stepping stepping on the field in Houston, it was probably um, getting acclimated to the heat yeah. was number one. And then just learning the playbook, the installs go back to back. So you have day one install dates. There isn't a, okay, we'll take three days right. on day one install and you learn it. No, it's one, two, three. So your first week, you've learned five days worth of install. Yeah. And it's hard to really cram it and and, and know it and all. Respond and, and respond and react. to it by the time you have practice and remember it all. So obviously a lot of rookies struggle with that, the yeah. learning curve. Um, Was the speed an issue of um, everybody? Not so much OTAs. But when you got down to the game. Yeah, I reg- think, no, I think training camp, it, it kind of slowed okay. down. I think when you, can, when you can lock in on your play and your job, I think it, it, it slows the game down a lot. Kari Lee's with us with the Detroit Lions. Kari, when when you think about the league today and, and how versatile the tight end position is and how important it is and how many catches a tight end has today, it's, the game has changed. Uh, now you're going up against uh, nickelbacks. You're going up against linebackers. So, in a way, a guy your size who has your build and, and, and some speed really has an advantage, especially with the rules, right? I mean, they can only tap you at five yards. So once you once you get out of your release, um, you're pretty free to get to where you want to go, right? Yeah, yeah, that that, that definitely helps. Um, our size, our stature, our physicality at the point of attack um, is definitely big, and us getting open and being able to move people off the ball. Do you do you like being in the slot outside, or do you like being inside? Um, I think outside and inside both have their advantages or disadvantages. Um, I think it's definitely an indicator when you're spread out and you might get a nickel back or you might get their safety coming down. You know you have man-to-man coverage, so it's definitely a good indicator. So you get the ball thrown to you in this offense quite a bit, right? I mean, he throws it, spreads around. Yeah, he definitely spreads it around to a lot of his receivers. So what are you doing down at the Super Bowl? I'm just hanging out, trying to build my brand and and just taking the sights and and sound to the Super Bowl and just enjoy it. Okay, so everybody has their favorite foundation or or their favorite cause or their mission or their purpose. And, of course, the platform that you have gives you a great deal of freedom to have the opportunity to do that. Tell me about your passion some of the things that you're doing. Um, Definitely uh, inner city in Baltimore. Definitely working with inner city youth, um, different types of programs, just giving back. A few of my buddies are putting together – uh, football camps this upcoming summer and they have them every year uh-huh. just participating in that and giving somebody to really look up to because a lot of guys don't know that it's possible that it can be done a lot of people my age or young black men don't really make it out of baltimore um so it, it's good to give back and let them really see a guy who's doing something positive so you have the opportunity to come back home which is outside baltimore or baltimore city yeah baltimore is my home okay great great so with all that's gone on in baltimore the last couple of years i would assume that uh you feel like you can have an influence especially on this next generation of kids yeah yeah definitely 
So what is it like um, there now in terms of after, you know, some of the things that have gone down here in the last year and a half, have uh, things calmed down a little in Baltimore? Or? Um, the, the crime is, is still relatively high. It's probably not as high as Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you definitely had to watch certain parts of, of um, Baltimore that you go in and things like that. And I, I think it's, a, it's it, it falls on the shoulders of all of us yeah. as far as um, I- improving what they have to offer. A lot of a lot of areas don't have rec centers or a lot okay. of areas um, don't have AAU programs. So the guys lead to other things, which, okay. which isn't necessarily good. Okay, so tell me, um, if fans out there want to follow you, they want to check out what you're doing, find out more about what you're doing, how do they get? How do they do that? Yeah, you can just follow me on Facebook. Right now I don't have my Instagram or my uh, Snapchat, but Kari Lee on Facebook, just add me as a friend. And Kari Lee on Facebook. Uh, website? Uh, no, not a website. Okay, but you're going to be setting up something, it sounds like to me, yeah. the way you're going. Soon, soon, soon. Good for you, yeah. good for you. Kari Lee, tied in to the Detroit Lions. Kari, it's always great to have a guy like you in that uh, – cares about people and is using that platform to make a difference. Keep up the good work. Yep. All right, thank you. And good luck next year. Lions, right? Yes, Let's yep. do this. Oh, All right, maybe you'll be here and we won't be sitting here. We'll be seeing you on Monday night, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. All right, Carly. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, www.fspn.net, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.